Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver, and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, hello, Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are here this week with a special guest, and that special guest name is Robert. Robert is going to tell us all, Robert Raymond Riopel, and he is going to tell us all about what he does, because he does a lot, and what he is up to. Take it away, Robert. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. And and because we're on video, I see a happy birthday sign behind you. Whose birthday was it? Or is it? Oh, uh, my significant other turned 50. Oh. <laughs> we just never took well, it happy, <laughs> happy birthday to him. The big five O. Oh, yeah. you know, and yeah, we're, that we're, means we're like not just kidding. chickens anymore. We're not worried about <laughs> I can I can relate. I had my big five O two years ago. So <laughs> but hey. <laughs> I am so happy to be here, um, Dr. G, and I'll tell you, I love to be able to help people with fear because it's something that I've encountered throughout my life. And to give your listeners a little bit of my background, currently I am a, an international best-selling author. I am an app designer, serial entrepreneur, and the thing I'm the most proud of probably is that not only am I a trainer that gets to travel around the world impacting lives and personally train over half a million people, but the biggest thing I'm proud of is that I just celebrated my 32nd wedding anniversary to my high school sweetheart. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, congratulations. That's that's a very remarkable milestone because number one, that is your high school sweetheart. She's your high school sweetheart. Um, but number two, that you, you know, you stuck it out for a long. <laughs> well, hey, I've learned, I'll tell you, I learned the two most important words in a relationship are yes, dear. That's oh, I thought you were going to say you're right. <laughs> well, that's the second two, the second two most important. But you know, because we're talking about fear, I'll, I'll I'm the first person to admit. People say, Robert, how have you accomplished everything you have? And it's like I'll tell you, if it was left to me, I would be comfortably miserable in a job because of fear, because of the mm -hmm. way I was raised and all that. Mm -hmm. But it's my amazing bride who has, uh, the running joke is I was innocent until I met her. And wow. then she corrupted me. She corrupted <laughs> oh me in a gosh. great way because I was in the box thinking. Because it. it was, mm -hmm. look, doesn't matter whether you like a job or not, you, you do the job to take care of your family and you don't question things. You just follow the rules no matter what. And so she came into my life. You know, we've known each other since we were 13 and we started dating when we were 16 and we got married when okay. we were 19. And when we started dating, she started going, well, we should do this. I'm like, no, 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 we can't do that. Well, why? See, and I had no good answer why, but it was because that's the way it's done. 
Right. And she's like, we should do it this way. But I'd be like, no, 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 no. What if it doesn't work? And that fear blocked me. But mm. her passion is, and it's a gift that she gives me is she's not willing to let me play smaller than I am. And because of that, I, we've been able to accomplish, and I'll never say I, it's we've been able to accomplish what we have in our lives because we now hold each other to that same gift of a higher standard. And especially when fear comes in, which one of us, where if we go into fear, the other person's there to um, not just conjole us, kick us in the ass, whatever it takes to get through yes, that whatever, fear. Whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. No, that's great. It's good to have a life partner that's like that, who is, you know, motivating you to essentially step outside the comfort zone and grow, right? Because that's what it sounds like you're doing. Because every single time that we're like, oh, you know, I'm just going to stay here in this little place that's super safe and I am not mm -hmm. going to venture off, we rob ourselves of growth. And so, you know, it sounds like you two are definitely pushing each other to make sure that you continue to grow, which is awesome. Yeah, and, and look, understand that it's not always easy. Just like life, we have our ups and our downs. Just like life, there's times where we love each other to the moon and back, and other times it's like, why am I still here? But we go through it because yeah. it, I never want someone to think that uh, to have success, you have to be the perfect person. You know, you, you're going to be perfectly imperfect in your life. And that's Absolutely. when you accept that, that's what allows life to be fun. Because Indeed. one of our big rules, <laughs> yeah, right? And, and I'll, I'll ask people all the time, I'll say, uh, are you staying out of trouble? And most people go, yeah. And, I, and my response is, sorry to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That, getting into trouble is how you have fun, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Well, so my kids think at least. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how they think. So, but no, that's that's yeah. that's so true. I mean, it's, um, you know, obviously, you know, the trouble that we're describing, um, and I am well aware the tribe knows this, but like the trouble we're describing is not like illegal activity, right? I mean, talking about trouble right. that's going to push you or allow for you to facilitate, you know, different adventures and doing different things that maybe you might not otherwise do because you were, you know, just playing it safe. So. <laughs> right. And that's exactly it. Legal, ethical, moral is the way right. I always look at it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. And so you guys, wow, since 13 years old, that's amazing. You know, I, I guess I would ask, are you from like a small town? Because that's not a very typical story, you know. Most yeah, people don't. Um, <laughs> no, we, here, I live in Canada. And in Canada, we have what's called the, the Sea Cadet Organization, which okay. is a younger version of the Navy, where you learn discipline, you learn skills, you learn um, leadership. And so for our Navy, we have what's called Sea Cadets. Then for air, we have air cadets, army, army okay. cadets, very okay. creative with the names, as you can tell. Right, right, and, right. Um, the city <laughs> I lived in was a city of about uh, 50,000 people at the time. And she grew okay. up in a, in a town uh, about 20 kilometers away that yes. had about six, 7,000 people in it. And we met in cadets. And so oh, okay. we got to know each other through the cadet organization. Mm. And so once a week, we'd be able to see each other. And, and I'll tell you, because... You know, and I'm going to speak for myself, but I know I speak for a lot of men. Yeah, yeah. As men, I, I as a man, I get pretty clueless sometimes. See, yeah. and I didn't know that she actually liked me since she was 14. Okay. But I knew her, but I never noticed her. If that makes sense. Got and, it. No, no. And it was, I get it. Yeah, and it was when we were 16 that you know, after two years of her trying to get me to notice her, and I wasn't yes. noticing her. 
at, we were playing a game of touch football one day while yeah. we were volunteering at some um, stuff that our organization would do. And all of a sudden we we're playing um, touch football and she decided, I'm going to get you to notice me. And while I was running for a touchdown, she tackled my ass to the ground yeah. and I'm instantly pissed off. I'm like, who the tackled me? This yeah, is yeah, touch yeah, football. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> until I turned around and I saw it was a girl that tackled me and instantly in my mind I was like because uh-huh. in ego uh-huh. I'm like who's this girl that could tackle me if she could tackle me she's got to be awesome uh-huh. and it was my uh, it was Roxanne and and at that moment she got my attention oh and awesome. what, day, what a way to get your attention my gosh <laughs> yeah the next day I asked her to be my girlfriend and you know from that point forward you know 35 years in total together. Wow. That's an incredible story. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, that's like, um, that's like one of those things where, you know, you didn't notice me until I like hit you over the head with an Advil. <laughs> right, right. In this situation, tackle you to the ground. Like I said, well. clueless, clueless. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's something else. So then you guys, I mean, so it sounds like she kind of had the bug for, entrepreneurship or I mean maybe not even entrepreneurship but like she had the bug for you know doing something more constantly doing something more constant improvement and that's very interesting because you said that she comes from a very small town she's coming from this Mm -hmm. town of 7,000 people and yet she has this internal drive to like do better be better improve etc um so you guys now get married at 19 and um, she's saying she wants more. And so what is the first thing that ends up happening? Like what's the first more that you achieve together? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's actually because, and I love that we're talking about fear because a lot of our decisions when we were young were fear driven. Okay. And here's what I mean by that. Um, because I was taught to work hard and stay loyal to a company. That's what I did when I started working. And by the time I was 21, I was laid off from three different companies and, you oh, know, wow. they had shut down, downsized and I'm going, I'm working hard. I'm staying loyal. You know, what the heck's going on here? And when I got laid off from the third company here where I live in Alberta, when the oil prices are down, we go through economics because so much is tied to it. So mm-hmm. I was looking for a real job and I couldn't find one. And because I was taught, you do whatever you need to do to take care of your family. I started delivering pizzas and I started okay. delivering pizzas for Domino's pizza making okay. actually more money than my real job and I'm getting paid to drive around listen to music meet people because I'm a hard worker I was the old guy at the store all the other drivers were 16 and 17 so they they always wanted to party so I could pick up extra shifts oh, so I was okay. you know because I'm working hard I'm working working well also I'm doing this for a few months when I find out that my franchisee is selling the store and we went into fear because we're like what if the new owner fires everybody because now I'm like, I've already lost three jobs. What are we going to do? And from that fear, the, the kind of the solution was, well, he sold the store because he bought two different ones. So now he's got two stores. He probably needs another manager. And so I went to him and said, look, I need something more permanent. Do you need a manager? Mm-hmm. And because of my work ethic, he decided I would become his manager. And okay. so it was in a city an hour and a half away. And I, two weeks later, I moved. <sighs> and so it took about a month. For my wife, she'd come up on the weekends, we'd find a place, you know, and, and she'd go back and pack up the, our old place. And then she moved up and she became my assistant manager. And the oh, reason she okay. became my assistant manager, because get this, is I know nothing about managing. 
I asked my franchisee if I could have training because I'd only been driving. He goes, you'll get lots of chats to train when you get there. And when Excuse I walk me? into the store, <laughs> right, right? <laughs> yes. Say what, Willis? <laughs> And you know, what are you be talking about, Willis? I'm right. Not <laughs> and so I walk into the store, and my assistant manager is a 17-year-old kid that's worked there since he was 14, started as a customer service rep. And here's what he said to me. He said, just so you know, in the three years I've worked here, I've seen 42 managers and assistant managers come through the store, which means you're not going to be here long, so I'm letting you know I'm not going to listen to you. Wow, that's well, wow. Right? In a way, in a way that is thank you. Thank you for being straightforward so I don't waste my time. Thanks. Well, but <laughs> see, because I I I'm in fear that well, I don't know how to run a store. I'm going to have to rely on him. I start right. working and he's undermining me. I don't realize of he's course, undermining cause he me. Because he doesn't want to listen staff. to you. You already established that. <laughs> exactly. And my wife came up for the weekend to um cuz we're looking at some places to rent. And so she's in the store. And she's in the back and it's a Friday night. We're in the middle of a supper rush. We're making up to a hundred pieces an hour from scratch. Wow. And because I didn't know how to order food, I had messed up our food order and we're running out of food. And so I'm calling all the stores around me to find more food. And yeah. I finally find enough and I go, I have to leave. And I said to my wife, you stay here. I got to go pick up this food. Well, wow. the moment I walk out the door, my assistant manager starts bad mouthing me with my wife. He doesn't even know how to order food. How long is he going to be here? And he just starts going at it. And so I get back. We get the rush done. And my wife's like, we need to talk. Um, okay. So we go to the back. She goes, well, you were gone. Here's what Mark was doing and saying. Wow. And, I, and I'm again, and I'm in fear. And I'm like, because she says, you know, you've got to let him go. He's just going to be impacting the whole story. You're never going to be able to run the store. Yeah, him. negative energy is never good. It's not good right. for morale. So, out of being you know, frustrated in fear, here's what I said to my wife. I said, so what, are you going to be my assistant manager? And she looked at me, she goes, if that's what it takes. And I took it a deep breath. And you know, one of the sayings that- I like Roxanne. Lot, I like Roxanne. Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you've probably heard the saying, behind every great man is a great woman. Have you heard that oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard that saying. Yeah. Do you believe that saying? <laughs> of course. <laughs> I don't. Really? I think you guys are both together. I mean, it's like, it's a team. It, and that's it. It's beside every great man is a great one, is the way I look at it. Not behind, it's beside. Because we do, you know, we are, we are a team, plain and simple. And so we started managing and we started working on the clothes seven days a week because we know how to work hard. And then all of a sudden, life decided to put more fear in our, in, in a way. Because... Okay. After just over a year and a half, or right around a year and a half, I'm now qualified to be a franchisee because in Domino's Pizza, the way they built is you couldn't just buy a store, a okay. franchise. You had to qualify. You had to successfully manage a store, meet a bunch of criteria for at mm -hmm. least a year. And if you did, you qualified to be a franchisee. So okay. now you're qualified, but the problem is, is even though they waived the upfront franchise fee, you still have to be able to afford to buy and build a store. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? 
With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at fearlessfreedom.g. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. So all of a sudden we're working along, we're qualified, but we have no money. We're barely mm -hmm. making a buy. And all of a sudden we find out my franchisee realized he had made a bad decision, trading one really good store that he was making good money in for two stores that weren't doing very well. He thought he could build them up really quick, but he ended up oh. with two overheads and he wasn't doing well. So he decided I'm out of Domino's Pizza, I'm selling my stores. And the one thing we knew for sure is the managers were the first ones let go because the new owners came in with you know, the old personnel mm. turn the store around. And so we're now, my response is we better start calling other franchisees and find out who needs managers. You know, the, the, a lot of the franchise here, franchisees here like us, you know, we got to secure it. And my wife's like, hell no. I'm like, well, what are we going to do? She said, we buy the store. Yes. That's and what I was I, thinking. I, I was like, well, buy the store. Oh, right. But then I'm looking at her going, uh, hello, do we have money? No, we don't have money. Yeah, but I I'm sure you can free. figure it out. <laughs> well, see, and that's it. One of the things that we have that possess, that we possess, that helps us really well is we have passion. And so we thought we got to learn how to buy a store. And so we started investigating and asking questions and learning. How do you buy a business if you have no money? How do you make it work? And we made a lot of mistakes. We, like, as an example, someone would say, I can get you guys, you're young. I know you're only 23. And you don't have a lot of credit, but I can get you a loan, but my fee up front is a thousand dollars. Oh, and we didn't have a thousand dollars, but we're like, okay, fine. Here's a thousand dollars. Also next thing you know, oh, sorry. I tried all my investors. No one's willing to invest in you. Mm -hmm, but they are a thousand dollars. Yeah. But every time something happened, we learned from it. Of course. We learned. Course. Okay. And it's three questions we go through in our heads. Like, what works? What didn't work? What can we do different? Mm -hmm. And so every time we'd go somewhere new, we'd adjust until we had the confidence to actually talk to our own bank. And okay, we walked in it. because, and, and here's the thing, have, like, I'm a big believer, have a great relationship with your bank. Have a great relationship. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't want to go to them first. We right. had tried, but the business manager just would not see us. Oh, and so okay. we're talking to the bank manager, the branch manager the one day, she'd helped us buy our first house. She loved us. She knew we were hardworking. And we're in her office. She goes, so she's going with wanting to buy the store. And we said, well, we're hitting robot after roadblock. She goes, why? She said, well, we just can't get along. She goes, well, have you talked to such and such? And we said, can't get an appointment to see him. Really? You we'll fix that. Me. Let's fix she that. She takes us by the hand, <laughs> walks us across the bank, knocks on his door, and says, Grant, um, this is Robert and Roxanne Realpal. They're great kids. They're trying to buy a Domino's pizza store. I want you to take care of them. And from that introduction, he's like, okay, great. So now, and it's perfect that this was the time when we got to see him because now we knew what to say 
right. how to say it. Okay, fantastic. And we laid everything out, and we ended up buying both the stores my franchisee had for sin, and they gave us 100% financing for both of them. That is awesome. <laughs> wow. So you guys are like 20-something and 23. owners. 23 yeah. and owners. That is fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and it is. It's great. And, and I'll tell you, the nine years we were franchisees was amazing learnings. But what we realized is we knew how to run a store, mm -hmm. but we didn't know how to run a business. Oh. And boy, is there a difference. There is a difference. And, there yeah, is a difference. <laughs> we didn't know, like, first two years, we didn't do any of our own bookkeeping because we were like, we can't afford to hire an accountant. We'll just do it when we have a chance. Well, two years later, we have all, and our bookkeeping was pretty, here, here, was our, here was our system for success. If there's money in the bank, we must be doing well. <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't know. And, you know. Wow. We, yeah. Look, if, if, if your listeners come away with nothing else, I want them to realize that I can create success. They can create success. That is something else. We stumbled through a lot. I, but but you know that that is that is such a such a um reflection of what success is right i mean you're constantly stumbling you're constantly yeah. falling down you're constantly getting yes. back up you're constantly like okay well that didn't yeah. work <laughs> yeah that's right and, and when we were doing this we didn't realize that our spending habits what we learned as kids and how we automatically handled money as we started making some money we started spending and spending and okay. actually by the time we were um, franchisees for eight years, we were actually over $150,000 in debt and going down quickly. And we weren't enjoying Donald's anymore. So we um, weren't working as much in the stores as part of the frustration. We hadn't systemized them properly. So if we weren't in the store, the sales would go down. And there was a lot okay. of frustration. Yeah. And that's when we were introduced to uh, a personal development. Now, my brother-in-law had tried to introduced us to personal development a couple of years earlier and we're like maybe that stuff like he had the yeah. cassette tapes not to tell you how old i am but he had the those are the best those are the best Tony man. Robbins, right <laughs> and he's like you need to listen to these and we're like i'm not listening to those but now out of necessity someone sent us two tickets to thank us for visiting their booth at an expo and they said these tickets are for an evening that will change your life and they're valued at 39 each please accept okay. them as your gift Mm -hmm. And the only reason we showed up is thank goodness my mindset would not let me waste $39 tickets. Gotcha. And we walk into that room blown away at the end of the evening, we're running to the back to pay $600 that we did not have. Right. Of course. Cause you already registered for a three day weekend. Right. And yes. that was in March of 2001, okay. June of 2001. We go into this three day training. And the only reason we showed up was to get our money back. We had, showed up because we went through buyer's remorse and we just wanted oh, our money okay back. we oh. can't afford it like we shouldn't have spent this money and because of the, the they didn't try and fight us on us they were amazing yeah. people they said look just come in well we figured things out so my wife and i we went in sat down but within the first hour we were into the energy and blown away and wow. through that three days we learned why we were spending money the way we were we learned to take ownership that it was us that created the financial situation we were in instead of playing the victim and we also had practical skills of how to change it. And so when we left that weekend, we went, we now know what to do and we're going to put it into action. And even though it was you know, one of the things that we had to make a decision was get back into the stores. We yeah. don't have a lot of money. That means we're going to, because at, at that weekend, 
we spent 12 grand to buy the big package of all the okay. trainings. Okay. And the only way we could do it is if I maxed out all five of my credit cards. And please, listeners, do not think I'm telling you to do this. But for us, we were in a situation where we knew this was going to be a turning point in our life. Sure. And it meant yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. now were back to working seven days a week. It meant that we were eating a lot of pizza because we were mm. at the store. We couldn't afford food for the house. So we'd eat a lot of pizza or trade it. I had, a, I could trade pizza for anything. So oh, is that right? Food one night, pearl. chicken another <laughs> night, hamburgers another. Oh, we had it all set up. But we were at our store a lot. And what we were able to do because we started putting the lessons into practice is we actually went from $150,000 in debt to actually being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a fantastic turnaround. And it was a lot of stress, but we were willing to do what needed to be done to create the life we wanted. And as soon as we retired, our minds went, wow, if this much information gave us that result, what would more learning do? And we dove in and we started learning from as many people as we could. And that's when I found my passion was to teach. Because for me, it started off like this. If I could even help one person, one person do what my wife and I had been able to do, go from financial debt to financial success, it would make it all worthwhile. And for the last 18 plus years, I've been blessed to travel around the world, helping over half a million people create financial freedom, know how to do it in their life. And live live my absolute passion. That is awesome. Wow. I'm sure that you, if you're, if your um, 19 year old self knew what was coming, <laughs> would not have believed it. <laughs> no. And, and that's it. See, you don't know what you don't know. And if someone had told me when I was sitting in that first room as a student, if they said, Robert, you're going to travel around the world, impact lives. And I would have looked at and said, are you crazy? Because at that point I'd never traveled really outside of Canada and a little bit of the U S I'd, I'd never dreamed yeah. of going anywhere else in the world. And as of today, I've been in over 30 countries. I, you know, the last few years, I've flown on average 200,000 miles a year, getting to travel around the world, training people. And I didn't know what I didn't know back then. But hindsight, looking back, I'm like, wow, what a journey. And I would, people say, well, what would you change if you could go back? Yeah. And I'd say nothing. Because that path brought you where you are, you know? Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, the the path is is like pivotal, right? Because it's like, that's the thing that really brings you to who you are now. (laughs) And had the path been different, maybe you wouldn't be who you are now. So totally, um, totally worth it to go through it again. And with the ignorance, because clearly that's part of it. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know, people watch these sci-fi movies where uh, the people try to go back and like change their path, and then they end up like ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, that that movie, The Butterfly Effect, with uh, Ashton yeah. Kutcher, right? <laughs> so clearly, you know, everything that you did, everything that you and your city went through. Uh, have molded you into who you are and made you more relatable also, right? Because now you can tell a story of like, look, I was like, I maxed out five credit cards, I did all these things. And I was like 150K in debt. And then I, you know, and within a year I was retired, which is like, you know, that's a story that, that would be a story that, that really impacts people. It is a story that impacts people. 
first music, you're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, I did it, I made it, da, da, da. like that isn't as powerful. When, I, when I'm training students and I'm on a stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people, within the first 10 minutes, one of the things I'll do is I'll actually come down off the stage. I'll purposely find someone who I know is very, very tall because I'm five foot six, so I'm not very tall. And I'll ask them if they can assist me. And they say, yeah, I have them stand up. I have them stand beside me. I find the camera, I look at the camera. So we're on the jumble screens and I'll say to the audience, I want everybody to notice something. I am short. And when I say that, usually they laugh. And I say, now I thank the person for helping me out, have them sit down. And I say, why would I point that out to you? And the reason is because I want everybody to know that just because I'm the one on the stage does not make me any better than you. Doesn't make me special. I'm the same as you. Now, is it possible I might have knowledge that you don't have? Absolutely. But isn't it also true every single one of you has information I don't have? Absolutely. And so that's the key I want them to understand is, is our minds that create the fear of I could never do what they did because they must have had a great life or they must have had the right um, education. They must have been born into the right family. No, it's what you're willing to you know, take on your journey and asking those questions. You know, I'm a big believer in the saying that everything happens for a reason, which a lot of people have heard and believe, but what they don't realize is that's actually an incomplete statement. If you look at the full statement is everything happened for a reason and that reason is there to serve me. And when you look at it that way, it now puts you into curiosity because no matter what goes on in your life, if you look back and you go, okay, if it everything happens for a reason and that reason's been there to serve me, what could be a possible lesson I got from that? And I'm not saying you're going to get the lessons right away. Sometimes it takes years to also go, yeah. oh my I goodness. I say that. I was like, years later, you're like, oh, that's why. <laughs> right. And that's what's perfect about it, right? But if you just go into a victim role of something bad or negative or fear holds you back, if you just go into the victim role, like, why woe is me? Why did this happen? Instead of going, okay, why did this happen? Two totally different energies around. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so never, never believe. This is, you know, I love biographies. I don't know. Do you like watching and reading biographies? I do. I do. They're always very fascinating to hear people's life stories there. Right. Instead of just looking at the final picture of where they got to, I want to know their journey. Mm -hmm. I want to know the ups, but more importantly, I want to know the downs that they went through because that's where the greatest lessons come from. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that is for certain. Yeah, to try to turn some of my downs and what has come out of it. So <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, that is such a, I mean, such a great point because, it's, it, you know, hearing the second portion of that statement it's great because I I don't think I I'd heard it before, so that was awesome. Um, but yes, your perspective on how you look at fear is tremendous in the impact that it has in your life. If you're looking at it from a place of pain, which is kind of like I'm the victim, versus a place of power where you're like, you know what, this thing is happening to me, and I I'm pretty sure that there's a reason for this. And I, I have to figure out, it may be now, or it may be like in years from now, but there's a reason why this is gonna, how this is going to serve me. Like that perspective is going to have you in a different place 
that it's just going to make make things so much better. Because number one, you're going to learn more, right, from the experience. Number two, you're going to have a positive outlook, which is going to just make things better. It's going to help you to solve a solution to a problem. It's going to help you to be able to have resilience. It is just going to be better. And so, yeah. yeah, no, so thank you for bringing that up. I think that's, uh, that's an incredible, incredible point. And, you know, we have had such a magnificent conversation. We are at that point in the show where we do our fill in the blank. So, Robert, are yes. you ready for fill in the blank? I am. I am. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. All right. So the first one is, if I am fearless, I will. Be authentic. Nice. Because to me, that's the greatest gift anybody can give this planet. Be you. Be you. If, and then the second one is, to be fearless freedom means. I'm going to say something that a, a mentor of mine taught me. Instead of being willing to live life, courageously allow life to live you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you never know where it's going to take you. So that, that, that takes courage, for sure. Yeah. And, okay. And then last but not least, my battle cry is. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So you have to let the Fearless Freedom Tribe know how they can reach out to you if they want to hire you for getting on one of their stages or if they want to be mentored by you or you know, partake in any of the services that you offer, how can they reach out to you? My website for my book, that I, my first book that I wrote, is called Success Left a Clue. So if they go to successleftaclue.com, that'll teach them how to get in touch with me. Um, also, I have, do have a fan page on Facebook that they can um, follow me on my fan page. But what I would love to do is, for you having me on your podcast, I actually would love to give as a gift to all of your um, listeners an actual, the ebook version, the PDF copy of my book, Success Left a Clue, as a gift. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah. And so if they go to robertrealpel.com, they'll be able to download the book. And now I, it comes with a warning, though, Dr. G. The oh, book yeah. is not just a book to, it's not just a book to read and then put on the shelf and make it shelf help. That's not what it's for. I wrote it as a workbook because I go through six steps to really creating the life you want. And step number three is take action. And most people, that's the biggest thing they forget to do is to take action. So what I did when I wrote the book is I give me action steps all the way through. When I give an action step, I say, before you read any more, take this action and get it done. And then the, first, the next chapter starts with, if you have not done the um, action I just told you about, stop reading right now, go back and do the action. So Fantastic. I make sure that they go through and they actually do the work. So awesome. And so just because folks are listening, do you mind spelling out RealPal so that they know exactly how to reach you on your website? Because I know people know how to spell Robert. Yeah. But they may not know how to spell you last time. Okay, good. Yeah, RealPal is R-I-O-P-E-L-M-O-U-S-E. Oh no, forget the M-O-U-S-E <laughs> part. But it's R-I-O is in Rio, like Rio de Janeiro. And then P as in Peter, E-L, real pal. Awesome. Awesome. And it's RealPal.com. 
fantastic. You got it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. We appreciate you. And yeah, we're going to be going out there and taking action. And thank you for the gift. Because I know that it's going to be a powerful exercise to help many people in the tribe to take it to that next level and to live life to the fullest, which is what it sounds like you are pushing us to do, right? So appreciate that for sure. And stay sincere and doing so boldly so that we can see the best parts of ourselves exposed. Ah, my pleasure. I am so happy to have been a guest. Awesome.